the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Investing during the times of the coronavirus... Interesting, no doubt. Huge, massive swings both ways. I was listening to CFP Chad Burton's podcast that he recorded yesterday, and it was an up market, and today it's a down market. And he's like, I bet a lot of the people who sold when it was uh, down now regret it because it's up. And then I'm like, ooh, bad timing. We're down 800 points this morning. So sometimes podcasts don't age well. I do my best work in times of stress and duress. I'm doing everything I can to be as educated as I possibly can for you. I'm trying to tell it like I see it. Stocks are dropping after California declares state of emergency today. Here's the situation in Seattle. They don't have test kits. Seattle has essentially become our number one hub of the the coronavirus, very similar to what happened in China. Now, we have a lot to learn and we have a lot to talk about. If you go back to the 1970s, you had fear that the Saudis weren't going to supply enough oil to the world and there was a massive shortage. Now you have China who manufactures product for the world and there will be a massive shortage. Very similar. Supply and demand. The Fed Reserve back in the 70s did the wrong thing. And when there was supply disruptions and price spike, they said, oh, no, that's inflation. So they they did what they thought they were supposed to do and raised interest rates. It made things worse. In the 1930s, when we had our massive sell off on Wall Street where people were jumping out of the windows, you had a similar situation where the Federal Reserve raised interest rates in time of financing problems. And people lost their banks, or banks took their farms, is what I meant to say. So there's some parallels. The 1930s had the big roaring 20s run-up. I would say the last 10 years was the roaring 2010s. So history is repeating itself a little bit, but we are still down a very nominal amount. We're not 10% from all time. We were probably about 10% from all time highs. Close. So we're playing with that correction area. Do I think we go into a bear market? I think it's strongly possible because Seattle's become our first basically city that should be quarantined, but we're not going to do that. Don't know why, but China's able to pull it off pretty well. China's already starting to send people back to work. So somewhere in six to eight weeks, it'll be time to send people back to work. That's the thought. 
because that's about how long it's taken China to get devastated and then to start clearing their numbers. It is expected that, I don't know if this is a true statement, but people are projecting that Seattle will become San Francisco. San Francisco will become Los Angeles. Los Angeles will become Phoenix. That we will go through rolling quarantine type scenarios, rolling outbreaks. That's a pretty worst case scenario. We're pretty educated. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Don't travel. If you're sick, don't travel. Might be a good idea altogether. You're seeing the conferences across the uh, country, across the world, being canceled for the month of March. There's no questions. Business is going to get impacted. Earnings are going to come down. Earnings expectations are going to come down. You're going to see some companies fail, is my assumption, on highly leveraged companies. Companies that have too much debt and they need the cash flow to service that debt. Instead of failing, maybe they'll put themselves up for sale. A lot of the tech companies in the 19, like 1999, 2000, they might have gone to zero had they not sold themselves to other companies that kind of took on their liabilities. So there's a lot going on here. I think the 10-year treasury is telling me everything. I'm not going to declare victory when the market's up 1,500 points. I'm going to declare victory when the 10-year treasury sits at 1,314. It's at 0.93 right now, and people expect it to go maybe to zero. The Fed has already cut interest rates 50 basis points, not for today, but for four to six months from now when we're coming out of the coronavirus economic damage. Airlines are going to lose billions, tens of billions of dollars in 2020. You're starting to see every major airline starting to cut back capacity as fast as they can. You're seeing amazing deals that you've never seen before, like $90 to fly to Hawaii. That doesn't sound so bad right now. I've been getting a little fatigued on political reporting and on coronavirus reporting. I'm not going to get a Hawaii on you. I'll stick through this, but I could use a day off because mentally I'm just getting tired of it. So the 10-year treasury sits at 0.93. Woo! Visa is getting to the area that I find very attractive. Nike is at an area that I find attractive. So you come up with a list of stocks that you want, maybe sectors that you want. I think some good sectors like healthcare. If you think we snap back, a good sector might be technology. If you think there's just a crazy amount of value, maybe financial financials, but they don't do well with low interest rates. So that's kind of what I'm seeing. I hope I don't sound frantic. The three C's during a crisis, capital, conviction, and courage. People like to make fun of the fact that whenever CNBC breaks out the markets in turmoil, special markets rally. Not this time. I've been in the stock market for 25 years, 24 years. I've seen some crazy stuff. Actually, most of the things I see on a day-by-day basis is incredibly boring. I know plenty of wise guys out there. I know plenty of smarties. I know a lot of people who can do things like short derivatives. Capital 
is one of the three C's of what you need during crisis. In order to buy stuff, you need cash. If you have cash, it means you weren't fully invested at the highs. Most people were fully invested at the highs. I had a couple hundred thousand on, in cash just in case. Because after 10 years, I was kind of expecting something bad to happen. The downside for me is cash yields nothing. So people are scornful of cash. People hate cash. People do dislike it. It's a big drag on performance. People forget about the option value in cash. The idea that cash is a big pile of possibilities, opportunities. It lets you buy things cheaper in the future. People never, ever learn the lesson, and they tend to max out everything they have, either through their paycheck, living week to week, or whether it's investing, going all in. So capital, super important. Coming up, I'm going to talk about conviction. I'm going to talk about courage. I'm going to talk about one of the greatest lines or maxims or not a meme, but it could be. You never catch a falling knife. And that 10-year treasury has me thinking it's not. The worst hasn't hit yet. Stay tuned. i got more content for you. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. There's some good downloadables about what to do as an investor at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Taco Bell is testing its alcohol-serving cantina locations in the suburbs. It's not quite a Taco Bell, but it is owned by Taco Bell. There's 60 of them in the United States right now. They can convert three of their traditional restaurants in the suburbs into the cantinas. Pretty interesting concept. Trying to show you that there is some business out there beyond the coronavirus. Uh, The self-ordering kiosks. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you one thing that I'm not doing right now is spending cash. Just like real cash. I'm so into the credit card and, and touch the scanner. Please don't touch my credit card kind of thing. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of interesting, right? Taco Bell selling alcohol. We've heard Starbucks going into that same kind of concept. So what you see on Wall Street is companies known for their product, and sometimes they start adding on new product to get new to get the same user to get spend more. That's the idea. But back to the coronavirus. And I'm talking a little bit about what's happening I'm trying to be honest with you and very clear. The markets are in turmoil right now. The 10-year treasury is too low. And it, it looks sickly. And when it looks sickly, that's not good. 0.95 basis points. If you put your money in a bank, you're getting spit. You're getting nothing. If you put your money in a 10-year treasury, you're getting almost nothing. Hmm. Things are looking a little bit better on Visa. Uh, Dow opened down 800, now down 650. I'm seeing quality companies on sale. Now, again, this is only 10% down, roughly. We could go with 20% pretty easily. Pretty easily. You're seeing out of Seattle. I would say that's ground zero right now for the coronavirus. 
Washington state. It's tough to just call a whole state and just say, yep, that's what it is. But you're seeing three things that you need during crisis. Capital, conviction, courage. Capital is cash, essentially. People never learn the lesson that it's good to have some laying around. Conviction is how sure you are on a trade. You have to know what you're doing right now. You can't be buying willy-nilly like, oh, I'm going to own this meatless vegetable company because meatless vegetables are coming in. You have to understand valuations. You got to do a lot of research right now. The more you know about something, the better you feel about it. There's no such thing as knowing too much. When you're investing your money, you have to have conviction. I have conviction that we'll be okay. I have a conviction that this too shall pass. And jokingly, I say, we'll be okay as long as 10% of us live. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, This is tough. I've heard, and this is where the rumors get kind of crazy. I heard kids can't get it or no kids have died yet. No children. So I had this wacky idea in my dreams last night. I'm like, let's send children to hospitals to become doctors. (laughs) We'll stop the spread, right? No. But that's how stupid we can get at times like this, where everything that makes sense, we start bastardizing it. So conviction is super important. You got to feel comfortable investing. We've been through H1N1. We've been through plagues before. We've been through pandemics. We've been through world wars, which shut down economies. Seattle's looking like a ghost town. If you have any friends up there, they'll tell you. Um, You have to have conviction in investing. Otherwise, it's not for you. You also have to have courage. It's the final C. Cash, conviction, courage. If you have conviction... You're educated. If you have the courage, oof, that's sometimes a little bit tougher. Um, it takes some courage to buy in a down market because you go, well, we're down 10%. What if we go down 20%? I'd rather save my cash for that. Scale in. Never feels good when you push the buy button. If you're scared, you have to have some courage. I've never, ever put an investment trade in where I was like, this is going to double my money. I've never had that courage to say, I'm not afraid of losing a little bit of this part of me. I'm I sure. And then I go back to my conviction, my education and I go back to my cash and yeah, I could, I could live through a, a mistake or two. Don't confuse courage with fearlessness. It's normal to experience fear, even healthy to experience fear. You don't have to be a kamikaze. You don't have to say, I'm selling my children so I can buy more stocks. Please don't sell your children. It's good to deliberate about investing. It's good to think about it. Then there's that old catchphrase that pays, never catch a falling knife. If you're only going to be a long-term investor, you're not going to short stocks. You're not going to hedge which I recommend most people do, is not hedge. That's an activity for financial planners. It's an activity for professionals. Um, Do you want to buy high and sell even higher? 
we were melting up there for a while. The problem with that is is that you have to kind of have a contrarian angle here. I don't think you buy the dips yet unless there's a you have the conviction about a stock that you want to own or a sector that you want to own. I don't think you buy the dips yet unless you almost see the white of their eyes. And right now, it's getting closer and closer and closer. Is that 10-year treasury marches towards zero? Do we get there? I don't know. I never thought we would have got under one. As we march closer and closer, we will eventually see the white of their eyes. There will be fear. When you hear things like, stocks are dead. And the New York Times says, God is dead. When you see that kind of headline... I think the New York Times did uh, God is dead after like a nuclear blast or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was World War II or something. But when you see stocks are dead, when you see on the cover of, I don't even know if Business Week is still published, you know, um, is gold a good idea? When you hear more of that, that's when it's time to buy. Should you be 100% stocks and 0% bonds? Should it be 80% stocks and 20% bonds? I can't decide for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. If you have questions, I'm not always right. I'm frequently wrong. When volatility picks up, panic sets in. I've got pretty good instincts for this stuff. I told you I didn't like the market melting up. I did not see this coming to this scale. The markets are changed and volatility is back. And it looks like it took China about four to six weeks to clear out some of the panic and to settle into this is how life is as we see it. I hesitate to ever say that the lows are in because that 10-year treasury tells me it's not. We'll see. I'll be here. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Here's how my brain works. I'm looking at thinking about wanting to buy, considering adding to, thinking about GlaxoSmithKline. Something tells me that people are going to be wiser about getting flu shots next year. I know this is not something the flu shot could have caught. But right now, if a lot of the non-vaccinators are probably saying, you know what, if this coronavirus gets out of hand, I'm either going to Montana or I'm going to get a flu shot. I hear it's, I'm not kidding. I think we're going to be more inclined to use vaccinations in the short term. And Claxo does good business with that. So, in times like these, I want you to be like Michael. Be like Michael Jordan. He was the greatest of all time. Until Kobe died, and now there's a debate. I'm kidding. You don't want to be like Mike. You want to be like Warren. Warren? Warren Buffet. The buffet is open, so to speak. He's got the classic line, be fearful when others are greedy. And be greedy when others are fearful. One month ago, when markets were at all-time highs, 
we are coming on air on a regular basis going, things are going higher. How much higher can we go? We've got 18 times earnings. We got 19 times earnings. We got 20 times earnings. We were greedy. When fear defines the markets, you got to think of Buffet. I'm kidding. His name's Warren Buffett. But the buffet is open. I don't think I would eat at a buffet right now, just or a salad bar. Oh, joys. The great investor, Warren Buffett. He's got phrases out there. I've got a, a list of his phrases. And if you could be like Warren Buffett, now is the time to go to newfocusfinancial.com and get the list of Warren Buffett's top 25 quotes. One of them, like I just said, be fearful when others are greedy and be greedy when others are fearful. It's a simple idea, but it's incredibly tough to do. It exists as a widespread blanket statement. And right now we are in a widespread, not yet especially lethal outbreak. Buffett's friend, Bill Gates, has referred to this outbreak as a once in a century pathogen which could become, quote-unquote, a pandemic. Once in a century. So that's good. Hopefully in about four to six weeks, we're going to be buying shirts as I lived through the coronavirus contagion, and all I got was this stupid shirt. Start printing them out now! (laughs) There's your side business. I just told you. How you can make tons of money. President Donald Trump insists that political opponents are using the virus to destabilize his administration. This could lead to a, a changing of the guard. If you go back in time, presidents tend not to get ousted if the economy is doing well. They tend to get ousted if the economy is doing poorly. Fear of a once-in-a-century pathogen is out there. The Federal Reserve lowered interest rates 50 basis points one week after saying that they didn't need to. And ultimately, further discussion with the Federal Reserve members have said, you know, when we get through this thing, we're going to want people to have access to cheap money. But they know 50 basis points doesn't come up with a cure. It isn't worth debating the stock market right now because the stock market's right. It's volatile. The headlines are volatile that are coming out. Seattle's gone from bad to basically a ghost town. Seattle. Airlines are cutting billions and billions of dollars of flights. In the dark days of the credit crisis, 2008, the financial world felt like it was seemingly ending. I had to do this show. But by March 2009, the worst was over. Those who bought stocks during 2008 looked like geniuses. The great indicator that led everyone to buy when someone else was selling was often just discomfort, fear. When the stock market makes you want to vomit. I remember in 2000, 2001, 2002, people were calling me and like, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't even, I'm like, well, what did you pay for the price? I don't know. I'm not opening my statements anymore. People stopped opening because we got paper statements then, not electronic paper uh, statements. People were fearful of looking at their, of what they owned. So widespread interest is starting to get out there as far as people are starting to think, okay, what can I do to hedge? 
And ultimately, when we start seeing people short the market or when we start seeing stocks are dead, that's going to be the great indicator. The coronavirus is not going to stop menacing the stock market anytime soon. No one knows what the headlines are going to be tomorrow. Not the great and almighty powerful wizard, Chad Burton. No one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But, in my opinion, if you invest in a blue chip name, a great company, values may fluctuate, but you still own part of a great company. Your future investment will almost always be worth more if you buy great companies. And that's provided the virus doesn't destroy the world and that the ultimately like the astronauts come off the space station in 10 years and come down to Earth and it's being run by pigs and monkeys. I don't know. Maybe that does happen. Maybe the world is going to get destroyed. But if it doesn't, I think you're going to want to own some blue chip companies, some great names, some great indexes. There's a list called the Dividend Achievers, an ETF. Just Google ETF Dividend Achievers. And those are all typically great companies because they've been raising their dividends each year for the last 25 years. So they've been through high oil, low oil. They've been through Republican presidents, Democratic presidents, Republican Congresses, Democrat Congress. They've been through bird flus, pigs flus, and much, much more. So, again, where do you think we wake up on the other side? You're going to want blue chip companies. You're going to want great companies or great indexes. To follow Buffett's fear or dictum, you got to have some cash. So right now, if you own anything that, that can float, throw it overboard and jump on, right? Something like that. Find stocks that you want to own for two, three, four, five years. If you want a nice dividend, there's stocks out there like Verizon, 4.5% dividend yield. If the, if the virus worsens, people are going to stay home. They're going to watch TV. They're going to surf the internet. They're going to be on their mobile phones. Netflix, king of streaming content. Amazon has said, any non-essential workers work at home for the month of March. Woohoo! Working at home. I don't know if that always works out for me. Because I start going, ooh, I'm working in the kitchen. Ooh. So, if a stock advances rather than decline in this market, pay attention. So it's a little bit of disaster prepping to say have cash on hand, but now you're seeing why you want cash on hand. I don't want you hoarding water, ammunition, canned goods. I want you stockpiling great companies that have nice little dividends. When investors are fearful, that's when you get things on sale. This isn't for everyone. You got to be able to go through the fear. You got to calm yourself down. You have to have conviction, a little bit of courage. It's tough to do in the stock market because you keep looking at the headlines and you're like, I don't feel so good about this. Amazon restricted all non-essential travel. Several tech companies have been urging their employees to work from home. Facebook on Thursday encouraged all of its 5,000 employees in Seattle to work from home for the rest of the month. Microsoft urged employees in the Bay Area and in Puget Sound to work from home. Twitter advised employees to do the same if they can. Big corporations are doing the right thing. Big tech companies in particular. 
There's 95,700 confirmed cases worldwide. I'm sure that number's higher today. There's 3,280 deaths so far. I'm sure that number's higher at the end of the day. 159 cases in the United States with 11 deaths. Pretty good odds. If you get it, you'll get through it. Washington State is the ground zero right now. 10 people have died from the virus. Keep in mind, there's only 11 deaths in the United States. So 10 in Washington and 1 in California. California, And again, the news is kind of murky. Because I've heard about a guy going to Florida and dying. Was he from Washington or was he from California? Like That's where it gets kind of murky. So, I'm trying not to be gloomy. I hope that's worked. Coming across a little bit. Elizabeth Warren drops out of the 2020 presidential race. Breaking headline news. It'll be interesting to see how banks do just on that news. But again, this is a tough market to read now because we got two things. You got the political season heating up with big changes happening fast. And then you have the coronavirus. I don't know. The banks bounce back because the... Coronavirus has pulled the 10-year treasury to under 1%, and that's not good for banks. Again, we're going to see the white of their eye soon. I'll try to tell you the moment. I probably won't get it exact. Let me correct that. We may not see the white of their eye soon. We're still roughly 10% down from our all-time highs. Maybe 12% in some markets, maybe 8% in others. We could go down 20% pretty easily. And there's going to be no earnings growth this year is what you have to assume out of a lot of sectors. And yet there's also some sectors that are going to rocket, like Quest Diagnostics. Quest Diagnostics. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I do a lot of writing. I probably write about 10 pages a day. Uh, let's say six, six to eight. For the record, I'm not writing whole pages, but it's still a lot of writing. Markets are dropping after a wild week, or continuing a wild week on Wall Street. A large portion of yesterday's gains have been taken back. Stocks plunge. Fast-spreading coronavirus. You could use buzzwords, right? That wouldn't ever get uh, annoying. Fast-spreading coronavirus. Fears of coronavirus. Fears gripping Wall Street. Fears gripping America. California declared a state of emergency after a coronavirus-related death in 53 confirmed cases in the state. The majority of this is just growing concern about the fallout from the virus because it's spreading, and it's not spreading from people who've been to China. It's not the immediate impact. We don't know. It's being passed around. I don't know what the dating scene is like right now, but let's just say if they show up and they're hot and sweaty, it may not because you, be because you're physically attractive. A lot of fears. How does it spread? The rate compression is alarming to me. The 10-year treasury dropped. And I can't, I can't shake that. That, to me, it's, it says there, there's too much out there. That people are afraid. Dow opened down 800. It's played with down 600 for the better part of the morning. What's the next big move? Gold is moving higher, up 16 bucks to 1659. 
it's not unreasonable for gold to go to 1800 Silver's moving higher. Don't know why, except for it's a poor man's gold. Crude oil, lower, $46 a barrel. That's not good. It's not good. I'm probably waiting for the 10-year treasury to crack above one. And oil crack above 50. It's not that simple. I still want to see the wide of their eyes. But the 10-year treasury at 0.93 tells me, eh, we can go a little bit lower. Because today, that drop from 0 0.99, 0 0.98 to 0 0.93, that's a 6% move. That's a big move. You forget that, like, <clears throat> well, I don't know if you forget. But when you're dealing with low numbers, small moves are big percentages. The VIX is still doing its thing, and that's a fear index. Not a fear, but maybe a volatility index. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Some stupid stuff I would start doing is saving more money. Make saving money a game if you can. Every time I go to a website and want to shop, also I want to save. If I ever get like a bonus, I save it. If I ever get a raise, I try to incorporate it into my savings. I try not to live larger year over year. That's going to be important. Get your finances in order. The odds of recession late 2020 early 2021 have gone up. We're still not there yet, but when you see Twitter and Facebook and Microsoft and Amazon all tell employees work from home, you're going to see productivity go down. You're going to see a little less money being made. When airlines are saying that the month of March, if you're doing a conference in France or a conference in Vegas, you're seeing conferences just canceled. That's a lot of economic activity. It's a lot of first class. It's a lot of business class passengers. No good when that happens. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, there's not a lot of big stories out there. Starbucks is temporarily pausing the use of personal cups. I get it. For a while there, they're trying to save the world from more plastic and more paper products and they said bring in your cup and we'll fill it up for you and now they're saying no 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 you may have germs on your hands we don't want those germs passed around <laughs> one of the funniest things i saw yesterday was uh president trump is bragging about not touching his face i haven't touched my face in like four days i miss it he said <laughs> and then of course the late night tv show find 50 examples of him touching his face in the last four days. That's pretty funky advice. Don't touch your face. But I'll go with it. Coronavirus is going to make it more affordable to afford a mortgage. It's lowering the cost of 30-year, 15-year adjustable rate mortgages. It's one of the hidden bonuses is Americans should be refinancing right now. What's interesting to note about this is the mortgage that you're getting, if you want to go out and buy a house, here's a question for you. Next month, do you feel the coronavirus will be over enough for you to go out and go into people's homes? 
you know, the coronavirus, even though it's helping mortgages and refinances, it's not going to be able to fix that problem of people not wanting to get out. Some sellers are reportedly reluctant to host open houses in their uh, open houses. I was going to say open houses in their houses. But some sellers don't want to do the open houses because you're going to get 40 people walking through your house, touching stuff, coughing, traps in through stuff. Some buyers are putting their search on hold until they feel more certain that their jobs and their, their own safety is solid. So there's going to be a pause in housing, too. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A good 30-year mortgage is awesome, but you have to be able to get out there and shop around. More job, mortgage applications are on the rise. 30-year fixed is going lower. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Elizabeth Warren's dropping out of the 2020 presidential race. we got two dueling market drivers right now. Politics and a biological outbreak. It's not about earnings right now. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com.